Welcome to this today's devotional for Friday, March 10th. Before we uh, turn to scripture, let's take a few minutes to listen to some music and quiet ourselves, center ourselves to hear the word of the Lord. So the scripture reading for today is the 22nd Psalm, very familiar words, some of which we hear from Jesus on the cross. Hear now the word of the Lord. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from helping me from the words of my groaning? Oh my God, I cry by day, but you do not answer, and by night you find no rest. Yet you are holy enthroned on the praises of Israel, and you, our ancestors, trusted. They trusted, and you delivered them. To you they cry and were saved. In you they trusted and were not put to shame. But I am a worm and not human, scorned by others and despised by the people. All who see me mock me. They sneer at me. They shake their heads. Commit your cause to the Lord. Let him deliver let him rescue the one in whom he delights. Yet it was you who took me from the womb. You kept me safe on my mother's breast. On you I was cast from my birth. And since my mother bore me, you have been my God. Do not be far from me, for trouble is near, and there is no one to help. Many bulls encircle me, strong bulls of Bashan surround me. They open wide their mouths at me like ra ravening and roaring lions. I am poured out like water, and all my bones are out of joint. My heart is like wax. It is melted within my breast. 
My mouth is dried up like sun-baked clay, and my tongue sticks to my jaws. You lay me down in the dust of death. For dogs are all around me, a company of evildoers encircles me. They bound my hands and feet. I can count all my bones. They stare and gloat over me. They divide my clothes among themselves, and for my clothing they cast lots. But you, O Lord, do not be far away. O come, my help, come quickly to my aid. Deliver my soul from the sword, my life from the power of the dog. Save me from the mouth of the lion. From the horns of the wild oxen, you have rescued me. I will tell of your name to my brothers and sisters. In the midst of the congregation, I will praise you. You who fear the Lord, praise him. All you offspring of Jacob, glorify him. Stand in awe of him, all you offspring of Israel. For he did not despise or abhor the affliction of the afflicted. He did not hide his face from me, but heard when I cried to him. From you comes my praise in the great congregation. My vows I will pay before those who fear him. The poor shall eat and be satisfied. Those who seek him shall praise the Lord. May your hearts live forever. All the ends of the earth shall remember and turn to the Lord. And all the families of the nations shall worship before him. For dominion belongs to the Lord, and he rules over the nations. To him indeed shall all who sleep in the earth bow down. Before him shall bow all who go down to the dust, and I shall live for him. Posterity will serve him. Future generations will be told about the Lord and proclaim his deliverance to a people yet unborn saying that he has done it. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Gracious God, may the word just read point to the word to come, and may it all work together to point to your Son, our Lord Jesus. Amen. So I just returned from a trip to Honduras, and I saw there such suffering. We visited a nutrition center there where children are brought from their parents sometimes and sometimes by the, the government or the state. And they come there because their parents cannot feed them or provide them with the medical care that they need. Many of them face complicated medical diagnosis. One of the children we met there, her name was Reina, was 15 years old, smiling. She was playing with babies, trying to make them laugh. Um, apparently, our Good Samaritan Fund, which is a partner of Church of the Palms, recently paid for Reina to have a quinceanera. Um, of course, she's much smaller than she should be. She's faced a lifetime of illness and struggle. She has cancer, is, retrieving, is receiving treatment from that, and now she needs dialysis. And she needs dialysis in a place where it doesn't exist. There are no machines. There's no way for her to get it. It is overwhelming, and it can be discouraging. I left there feeling very, very sad and hopeless, and in other moments just trying to think of ways we could help this young girl have the life um, that children in this country are for afforded so, so much more easily. 
the kind of care that children in America receive so much more easily. But while we were there at the Nutrition Center, I also met the Nutrition Center director, whose name was Alicia. She's worked there for 14 years, and she's cared for and held infants and children, many of whom will never be better. In many case, cases, comforting them, loving them as they make their way home to God. And I found great peace in her presence. As I grieved for Raina and tried to conspire ways to change the reality of her life, I was comforted by Alicia and the way that she demonstrated a faith that is so certain of God's presence in suffering and trust completely that the kingdom of God will one day be fully realized. You could tell that she trusts that Raina is loved by God and held by God. I hope that I will carry with me always that example of faith as well as the suffering and that I hold in balance the beautiful ways the people I met in Honduras are faithful and devout and not just the need we witnessed there. And there was great need. Indeed, this is shared among all people. Indeed, we all suffer. And Psalm 22 is a great comfort to us all. The experience of suffering is universal. I've heard it said that if you have not suffered, you just need to live a little bit longer. In Matthew and Mark's Gospels, even Jesus, our Lord, who was blameless, he took on the sin of the world and he spoke the opening words of this psalm from the cross. So we are not alone when we cry out. Raina is not alone. This commonality gives me great comfort. We are never alone in our experience of suffering. I am forever changed by witnessing the suffering of this beautiful child. And I remember after my dad passed away, finding a sort of strange comfort in knowing that other people had suffered a similar such loss and that we were somehow bound together by that suffering. Psalm 22 is constructed in two parts. The first half, verses 1 to 21, is a call for help. And then the second part, which is also verse 21, the second part of it, through the end of the psalm, is a, is a praise, it's a thanksgiving. In the first half, the part asking for help, there are a couple of complaints, but these complaints are followed by a confession of trust in God, remembering God's faithfulness in the past. The rawness of this psalm is a reminder of our propensity to seek immediate intervention. We long for immediate relief. We, got, we want God to take away our suffering right now. And we are right to cry out. God wants us to cry out. We are right to cry out for ourselves and for those who suffer. But the psalmist, and I imagine Alicia and some of the other amazing people we met, they don't sit forever in this place of suffering the psalm shifts from lament to prayer to God. It says, yet you are holy. In fact, from the very beginning, there is a suggestion that God can be counted on even when God is seemingly absent. My God, my God are the first words of the psalm. 
even when God's active presence is not felt. These words speak to a personal relationship with God. Whatever the psalmist doesn't know or doesn't understand, he does know that God is holy. Whatever those who care for children who are sick or abandoned or starving, whatever they don't understand, they can trust that God is holy. Who God is does not change even when God is seemingly absent. So who God is does not change even when God is seemingly absent. The psalm reminds us that we can find comfort in looking to God's faithfulness in the past. When we are confronted with suffering and need, like what we saw in Honduras, we can find some comfort in what God has done for us. Of course, most principally in what God has done for us in Christ Jesus, who took on flesh and walked among us and loved us and suffered and died for us. We can also find comfort in what Jesus has promised is to come. We can find comfort in the promise that he will wipe away every tear from their eyes, that there will be no more death or mourning or crying in pain, for the order, old order of things will pass away. I witnessed such incredible strength of faith in my short time in Honduras. It's perhaps harder for us, we who want for so little. I have one friend who shared her greatest suffering in nearly 50 years is the loss of her dog as a child. So many live lives of such abundance where they're so well loved and cared for that there's seldom a need to turn to God, to fall on our knees and to again and again be reminded of the presence of God in our suffering. This is not the case in El Progreso. Their lives are lived on their knees. I don't know if Reina will live much longer. And for that, I cry out today, my God, my God, why have you forsaken this child? I long for that prayer to be answered today. And, and I remember who God is. I remember that God is holy. For all there is that can't be known, for all there is that's hard to understand, I do know that God is love and that neither death nor life nor angels or rulers, nor things present or things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, not anything in all of creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. Let us pray. Gracious God, we are um, so grateful. You are holy. You have delivered us. You have sent us your son. You have suffered for and with us. We know that you are with us even when your presence is not clear. We hold up the Honduran people to you. Comfort them, heal them, restore justice. And we hold up ourselves. Help us to see the need in the world and to respond in the ways that we can and in our abundance to know that when suffering does come, when suffering does find us, 
that you can be counted on even in moments when your presence is not clear. We pray all this in your son Jesus' name. Amen.